But we've been watching, we've been teaching this series, uh, the Apostle Paul ministry. And that is who we are under is the Apostle Paul ministry. All right. Under the Apostle Paul ministry, God took us all the way back to Genesis. Remember, Paul taught Genesis. He taught the whole thing because Paul ministry is the revelation of Jesus ministry. Let me say it again to you. First of all, God spoke to Israel and the Bible is about Israel and the body of Christ. Old Testament is about Israel and the woman. All right, for it's Israel and Adam, all natural, all natural, Old Testament. New Testament is Christ and the church. All right, so you have to be able to look at that. The Bible is not about Russia and all these other things that's going on in the United States. This is not the Bible. Don't let nobody fool you. All right, the Bible is Old Testament being revealed to the Apostle Paul. It had to be preached first. The prophet came, who is Jesus Christ, and gave us the old covenant, and now Paul's ministry is to reveal it. That's all this Bible is about, okay? So it's not about nothing else. If it's, if it's in the new covenant, you can find it in the old. That's what it means. You're not going to find the United States in the old covenant. Don't let nobody lie to you. Don't let nobody deceive you, all right? Now let's go to work. So in the book of Acts chapter number 26, I just read to you, uh, but I want to go into today's message. I gave you why God created the woman, why God made the woman, which is different. Creation is invisible. Then God made the woman. And I asked you this morning, when did God create you? Not many people knew that verse. So I'm going to go to it in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. When did God create you? Most people go to church, but they don't know nothing about the Bible. And I, I speak that to your shame. Ephesians chapter number 2, and we're going to go down to verse number uh, 10. Just want to put it on the screen. Now, you need to put this in your Bible. Because most people do not know they were created 2,000 years ago. That's why we always say Christ, death, being and resurrection, because that's how you were created. He died for your sins, he was buried in your grave, and then he raised you from the dead. That's how you were saved. All right, let's read Ephesians, I'm sorry, Ephesians 2.10, read it. For we are his workmanship. Some of your Bibles shall have the word creation. We are his creation, created in Christ Jesus. Created in Christ Jesus. So if you were created in Christ Jesus, then when was Jesus created? When God raised him from the dead. He was created when God raised him from the dead. You were created in him. All right. Now I gave it that when you go back and look at Adam and Eve, God had Adam to lay down and God took a rib out of Adam. What is he showing you? He's showing you Adam died. If you lay down somebody take a real body of you, you just die. Believe me. And then out, out in his death came Eve. Well, Eve was already in Adam, but she was only created. God had to form her. That means make her visible. That's what happened to you. First you were created, then God formed you. All right, then he called you. All right, I know you got some folks say he called you when you come out of your mother's womb. No, he did not. He called Jeremiah, all right? Not you. He called you with the gospel. So don't just go quote stuff because you hear folks saying stuff. Sound good, but it's a lie, 
All right, God didn't create, didn't call you from your mother's womb, okay? He called you by the gospel, all right? So I need one of you really good, mature Christians out there to find that for me. He called you by the gospel. All right, all right, now, let's go on. So we're talking about the woman would not repent. That's my message today, said the woman would not repent. Now let's go back, because we got to show you that. Now I already showed you, Acts chapter 3. Let's go back to Acts chapter 3 first. So I'm showing you the woman would not repent. When I say the woman, I'm talking about Israel. Also, if a person does not repent, that is his soul, her soul. Always the soul, the woman, the soul is the same person. The soul would not repent. That's why in the book of Genesis, Adam is soul. He soul. Okay, that's why they, it's always the soul person. That's the one God wants to save. All right? The soul make all the decisions in the house. So when you say you're not going to church, it's your soul. So you got to understand that your flesh going back to the ground. It's your soul that's going to spend eternity in hell if you ain't saved. Your flesh going back to the dust. Dust thou art, dust thou shall return. So you, your decision you make it in Christ is for your soul. Christ died for your soul. All right. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 14. Hold that till I do Acts 3, 3, Acts 3, 19. I'm only going to do 19, 20, and 21. And then we're going to go to Second Thessalonians 2, 13, right? 2, 14. Okay. Now in verse 19, repent you therefore. And be converted. This is what God's saying to Israel. I'm saying to you, from, from here to the end of the Bible, she's not going to repent. All right, now there's going to be some, and remember there were 10 versions. Five were wise, five were foolish. So we know some of them people did turn to God. Then there was 144,000 saved. But believe me, in Israel, even in the book of Numbers, when you go back, Numbers mean the counting of the, book, counting of the tribes of Israel. They had a million people in one tribe, and they had 12 tribes. Okay? So you know it can't be talking about what's going on there now. Okay? Because they, they don't have that kind of people there now. All right. Now, in, in uh, Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. See, now, why is he saying to them repent? Because they already rejected uh, Christ. They already killed him. Remember, Jesus came to his own. John 1, 9 through 11, his own received them not, but as to many as received him, to them gave he power, verse 12, to become the sons of God. That's John 1, 12. So, to them that believe on his name. They didn't believe on him. They crucified him. So that's why Peter's saying now you got to be repent. So when you read Acts chapter 2, when they heard this, that's when they happened in Acts chapter 2. That's why they said, what shall we do? Acts chapter 2. That's why he's saying now you got to repent. Acts 2.38, he told them they had to repent. Acts, uh, Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, he told them they had to repent. Repent therefore and be converted that your sin may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come for the presence of the Lord. And he... God is going to send Jesus. Remember, Jesus Christ is a person, is a man. The one who rose from the dead, stepped out of the grave, that's Jesus Christ. That's who came back to Israel. 
You have the spirit of Christ in you. That's how you know you're saved. All right? The person and the spirit is two different persons, although they're the same person. All right. All right. When he rose from the dead, now he, Acts 236 says he's both Lord and Christ. All right. And he sits on the throne. All right. He, he is seated on the throne and he is high lifted up. All right. So you have to understand that all power has been given to him now in heaven and earth, just like it was with Adam. All right. And he says, send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive. That's where he had to come back to them. Whom the heaven must receive until the time of the restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Now, I want to go to the verse now, Thessalonians, right? Second Thessalonians, and we're going to look at chapter 2, verse 14. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 14. I hope you take notes. And I don't know what that was in my sound system, but it's not there now. Hallelujah. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 14. I won't call him uh, the name I used to call him, but uh, if anybody can do it, he can do it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 14, right? Where until he call you. Well, let's read verse 13 together, 14, so you'll get the message. Go back to 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning, he talked to Jews, chosen because they were chosen to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. It's the spirit that sanctifies you, but you have to believe the truth. Whereunto he called you, he's talking to the Jews, by our gospel. So he doesn't call us from our mother's womb. He called Jeremiah. You just can't take God's call Jeremiah from his mother's womb and, and then say he called us. Now that's a lie now because you added us to it. All right, whereunto he called you, okay, by our gospel. And the reason why is to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ and that glory is the Holy Spirit. So that's why he called you, so you can receive the Holy Spirit. All right, now, let's go to work. Let's go to the book of uh, uh, Acts 17. Let's do that first. Acts 17 and verse 30. Acts 17, 30. Then we're going to go back to Luke 17, but Acts 30, 17, 30. Because I want to show you the, the woman would not repent. And you can see how things are going to get tougher and tougher and tougher for her as they go along. It's, it's like that with people. All right. Uh, they just got to have their way, got to do their own thing, and it gets worse and worse. Acts 17, 30. When you get that shout out, man, we're going to read verse 30 through verse 32. Acts 17, 30. All right. Here we go. And the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commanded. This was back in the book of Acts chapter 17. He commanded what, Pastor? All men everywhere to repent. That's what they had to do back there under that dispensation. Because he has appointed a day in the which he would judge the world. He had appointed a day. You don't have that. All right. When it, would he would have judged the world. 
in righteousness by that man whom he had ordained, whereof he had given assurance unto all men in that he had raised him from the dead. That's one of the reasons God raised Jesus from the dead, that he would be the judge, okay, of the quick and the dead. We saw that in God's word. All right, now, <clears throat> let's go to work. Uh, anything else quickly? All right, let's go to the Luke 17, 24. The Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 17 and verse number 24. Now, watch what God say to these people. See, you, you are not under condemnation. You are in Christ. I keep saying it over and over. You were created in Christ. That don't mean you have the Holy Spirit, but you were created in Christ. All right? And because you're created in Christ, you can receive the Spirit by the gospel. You can get everything God has for your life by hearing and believing the gospel. If you don't do that, you don't have it. And although God has created you in Christ, it don't mean Christ is in you. Two different things. Ephesians 2.10, you will create in Christ Jesus. But also Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Everybody understand that? You can be in Christ, but if Christ is not in you, Romans 8 and 9, if the spirit of Christ is not in you, you are not none of his. Everybody understand that? He created you, made you righteous so you could be saved. All right, so he's done all the work for you. All right, the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter number 17, and verse 24. That's where we are. Watch what Jesus says. Told them when he was coming again. He said, for as the lightning, that lightning out of one part under heaven, shining even unto the other part of heaven. Now, in heaven is, is Jerusalem. <laughs> so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. But first must he... Be, must suffer many things and be rejected, watch this, of this generation. That's 2,000 years ago. Those people of the children of Cain, they, they were going to beat him, whip him, spit up on him. Then they're going to kill him, and then, then he's going to die and bear and raise again from the dead. That's what he's talking about, that generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married, they were given in marriage until the day, until the day, until the day Noah entered into the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. When Noah entered into the ark, the flood came. When salvation came, after salvation, once that ark was finished, you supposed to be in that ark. And once that ark was finished, you was not in there, the flood came. That's how it was when Jesus came. Once Jesus died and buried and raised again from the dead, you were in Christ. After that, the flood came. All right. Now watch he going to say, and watch what happened. The flood came and destroyed them all. So that's not no game. Tribulation destroyed them. All right. In verse 28, likewise also it was in the days of Noah. So he, in days of Lot, I'm sorry. He gave you the days of Noah, gave you the days of Lot. And then it says, they did eat in the days of Lot. They drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. See, then they're going to say this so you don't miss it. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So we got to see when the Son of Man is revealed. 
Let's go to that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. When the Son of Man is revealed. All right, let's go to that. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. 2 Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 7 and 8. All right. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 7 and verse 8. When you get this, say amen. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 7 and verse 8. When the Son of Man is revealed, watch what Paul is going to say. Start uh, verse 7. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when? When the Lord Jesus Christ shall be revealed from heaven. Isn't that the same thing Jesus says? Well, who was he revealed from heaven for? Not us. This is 2,000 years ago. All right. He was revealed from heaven, watch this, with his mighty angels. Why? In flame and fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. That's not your covenant. Your covenant is not based on that you knowing God to be saved. See, they covenant what they had to believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. They had to know he's the Christ. Remember when the boy had his eyes open in John chapter 9? He asked the man, said, what do you want from God that I may see? Why? Because to be saved under that dispensation, you have to see and know who he is to be saved. All right. In flame and fire, Jesus came taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall be punished? Now, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is not the gospel of grace. It's the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the gospel of what? How many know the grace of the God? Jesus preached one gospel, the gospel of the kingdom. See, that's the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the gospel that Jesus Christ preached. Verse 9, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction, watch this, from the presence of the Lord. That's what we ended our service last week on the presence of the Lord. And from the glory of his power. Here we go in verse 10. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints. Well, that's not you. 2,000 years ago, he came to be glorified in his saints. He also came with his saints. He came with cloud saints. And to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony, wait a minute, Paul, our testimony is not the gospel of Christ. Our testimony, and I'm going to show you to get the book of Revelation, is Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's their testimony. Our testimony among you was believed in that day. That's Matthew 6, 13. Who do men say I the Son of Man am? You're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, Peter, but my Father which is in heaven. That's the testimony of Jesus Christ. And that testimony is the spirit of prophecy. We'll see that when we get to Revelation chapter 19. All right. And then verse number, uh, we're going to move on. That's, that's all I need in Thessalonians. Let's go to Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. Let's go to work. Revelation chapter 2. I've been wanting to get here all day. Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 through verse 5. Our God is merciful. He's a merciful God. 
slow to anger, tender mercy. Second, uh, Revelation chapter two, chapter two, verse one. Unto the angel of the church at Ephesus. Now, I hope we're able to show these churches as we go along. I don't know, do I have to stop for them to show the church of Ephesus first? Or do I finish reading this and then they can show it? Okay, so I need to know. I'm just going to read it first and then you can show the church at Ephesus afterward if you have that information. Unto the angel of the church at Ephesus write, These things says he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. Those are the pastors of the seven churches. They told you that in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 20 that the seven angels are the seven uh, stars. And then it says, uh, and that's in verse number one. And then it says, who walk in the midst? Who walk in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks? Well, what's the seven golden candlesticks? The church. Told you that in Revelation 1 and 20. Just told you the verse before. So the candlestick is the lampstand, is the church. Jesus Christ says, I know your work. I've been walking up and down in your church. So you got to hear what he's saying. All right. Verse two says, I know your works. Why? Because he just says, I walk in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know your works. I know your labor. I know your patience. I know how that thou cannot bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which are to say the apostles and are not and are found liars. And has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. This is what he told this church. Well, what did you have against this church? Because they have left their first love. Now, you got to understand where they were. And that's where people are. People don't understand when they first turned to the Lord. Oh, they was all oh, Jesus. You can say Jesus, they'll cry. Now they don't cry at all. All right. Their heart was so tender at that time. All right. Because thou hast left thy first love. He's talking about the first love is Christ. Verse number five. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. Remember they are fallen. Remember therefore whence thou art fallen. That means look how far you have fallen. So he's reminding the church, look how far you've fallen. So you got people, I look at their life, and when they first started, oh, they was in the Word. Oh, the Word, the Word, the Word. Church every Sunday, the Word. Now they might make one. Look how far you have fallen, is what he said to the church. All right? But he said to the church, repent. Do the first works, or else I will come. Watch this, what he's saying. I will come under you quickly. Well, if he's going to come quickly, he had to be right there. He can't be 2,000 years behind us, in the front of us, I'm sorry. He said, I'll come quickly, and I will remove your candlestick. Well, what's the candlestick? The church. And i show you how he removed the church. He removed the church with earthquakes. That's what Matthew told you. There'll be earthquakes in diverse places. That's how he removed the church, the candlestick, out of his place, except you repent. So you have to understand, that's how he was going to remove their churches, with earthquake. All right, that's Revelation chapter 2, uh, verse 1 through 5. Now let's go to the next one in Revelation chapter 2, and that's verse 16. Everything is repent. Revelation 2, 16. Repent, this, he's, he's talking to 
not the body of Christ. He's talking to the church at Ephesus 2,000 years ago. Now he's talking to the church at Pergamos 2,000 years ago. Repent or else I will come to you quickly. Not 2,000 years later. And I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. See, repent. That's what he asked the church to do. Do you think this church repented? No. I'm going to keep showing you before you know they did not repent. That's what happened to them. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 3. Uh, start verse 1. Revelation chapter 3 verse 1. To the church of Sardis. And unto the angel of the church of Sardis. Talk about the pastor of the church. These things, says he, that have the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, talking about the pastor, I know your works, that thou hast named that thou liveth and art dead. Be watchful. Strengthen the thing which remain and that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God, because you are not saved by works. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. I therefore shall not, if you don't watch, if you therefore shall not watch, I will come on you as a thief. Isn't that what the Lord says, a thief in the night? And thou shalt not know what hour I will come on you. See, all these things Jesus taught in parables, if you go back and check each one out, Jesus taught this in Matthew 24, 44, 42, and 43. Matthew 25 and 13. All these things Jesus taught. All is happening here is fulfillment. All right, that is Matthew, that's, that's Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 3. And then we're in Revelation 3, we're going to go down to verse 19. One verse. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 19. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Now, watch what he say he was. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him. I will come in to him. See, that's how it is with you now. When you receive Christ, believe in Christ, death, death, and resurrection, he come in to you. He didn't say he come into the house. He said, I come into him. Read it real good. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him. And I will fellowship. That would suck me fellowship. I will fellowship with him and he with me. So that's what happens when you receive Christ. He comes into your heart, come in your life and live. All right, but you got to believe. He's not coming into a heart of unbelief. All right, you got to believe. All right, that's Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 19 and 20. Let's go to Revelation 9, 20. Revelation chapter 9 and verse number 20. Man, when I saw this word, I'm going like, oh my God, those people did not, they did not repent. So I asked you a question, what happened to the woman? She didn't repent, so I'm going to show you what's going to happen. She's going to fall. Now, this is the same woman that started out in Genesis, Adam and Eve. All right. Revelation chapter 9 and verse 20. And the rest 
of the men. Now, I want to back up on that one because I'm going to show you what happened to these people. Go back to verse 13. When they opened the sixth seal. Now, watch what happened now. And the, and the sixth seal, see, all these, all these things in Revelation was happening to see what the woman repent. When she would not repent, something else happened. She don't repent, something else happened. It went on and on and on. So Revelation chapter 9, verse 13, And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from four horns of the altar, which is before, the, before God, saying to the sixth angel, which hath the trumpet, Loose your four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the angel, four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year to slay the third part of man. See, you only see in a third part at a time. All right, because there were many people in Israel. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousands. And I heard the number of them are 200 million. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. And them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire, and a janus and brimstone, and the head of the horses was as the head of lions. And out of their mouth issues fire, smoke, and brimstone. Now watch what happened. You would think these people would repent. Man, you could have a dream, you'll repent. <laughs> these people here actually see this stuff, happen they like, and still they won't repent. That's all you got, Lord? That's all you got? By these three, the third part of man were killed by fire and by smoke and by brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. But their power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails were like unto serpents. And they had heads with them that do hurt. I'm sorry, yeah, heads that do hurt. And the rest, watch this, and the rest of the men which were not killed. Now you just saw all these people get killed. Were not, all these people that were not killed by the plague yet repented not of the works of their hand. Still wouldn't repent. See, that's what, if you look at, if you look at people, if they're not going to repent, they look on TV, they can see all hell break loose. War. And we was talking about the other day over here, we saw uh, in, in California, we saw that over in uh, Arizona. We saw, we saw different Mexico. All this stuff is happening. You know what people do? They still going out there. Like, care what they do. No different. See, the key is that's not happening to you, but it's still we still going to be who we going to be. Regardless of what happened. You know what I mean? Until we get down to the final hour and nobody can help us and the doctor tell us what's wrong with us and now all of a sudden, y'all pray for me please. Huh? Why in the world wait till you get in a situation where you can't help yourself and not many people and letting God give you a miracle. See, that's what we got to understand. I, I can pray for you, but I'm not your God. God have to give you a miracle. And that's why you need to cry to God. When you get yourself in a situation, when you get yourself in a situation where nobody can help you, you need to cry to God for yourself. I'm not going to trust your prayer. I'm going to cry out. I'm going to holler. I'm going to scream. Amen. I'm going to do whatever I can do. I, I know he's going to hear me. I step all night. 
All right, watch this here in verse 20. And the rest of the men which were not killed by the plague, they repented not of their works of their hand, that they should, watch this, that they should worship devils, still worshiping devils. They was done not to do it, but I'm saying they still kept doing it. They kept wishing devils and, and idols and gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented they of their murders, of their sorcerers, of their fornication, nor of their theft. They kept the same lifestyle, and they saw what God was doing. See, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what's supposed to change us. When God, God let us escape, that's just like, for example, uh, you know, this is, this is uh, what someone told me. Okay, this is not King James. But it said just like a person in an airplane. Give an example. And this person jumped out of the airplane and his parachute didn't open. And he cried out to God as he was falling, Lord, don't let me die. He looking down the ground, oh God, I'm going to die. Lord, don't let me die. And then he got caught in his parachute on a tree limb. And the parachute got, he, when the parachute got up on the tree limb, he went on down to the ground, but the parachute, you know how you do when you go bump, bump what do you call that stuff? Bun jump it, bungee. So he went all the way down to the ground. Woo! He didn't hit the ground, he came back up. Oh. Then he got lighter and lighter. And you know what he said when he finally stopped? He said, okay, Lord, you can put me down now. I can make it from here by myself. That's the attitude with people. When they go through hell and, and God get them out of it, they say, okay, now, you can let me down. I, I can make it by myself now. They go right back to the old lifestyle they just got through living. That's something. You know, that's something. That's, you know, when you look at what people, you go back and look at your life, all the hell you went through. And the Lord brought you out of it. <laughs> brought you out of it. Why do you do it? So you can serve him for the rest of your life. But how many people do it? How many people? All right. In Revelation chapter 11 is where I am now. I just read you Revelation 9, 20 and 21. Look at Revelation chapter number 11. Uh, and watch, watch what happened. I want to read this because I want to show you what happened. Revelation chapter 11, verse 14. Let's go there. Revelation chapter 11. Then I'm going to read a little bit of Revelation chapter 12. Because I want to take you to chapter 18 because I want to show you this woman. Revelation chapter number 12 and verse 14. Revelation 11 and verse 14. Thank you so very much. Now what am I looking up there? Ephesus? That, that's, that Ephesus looked like it had been remodeled. I want the one that's been torn down. huh? Uh, is it, well, show, me, show me the torn down part. That looks too pretty. All right. And verse 14, and the second woe, watch this. Remember, you got woes, and you got vows. All this stuff had to come. And the second woe is passed, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And the seven angels sounded, and there were great voices up in heaven saying, the kingdom of this world are become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever. And most people do not even think Christ sits on the throne and he reigns the day. They don't think it. All right, but he does. Acts 2.36 told you God had made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And if he's Lord, he's on the throne. All right, that's what my Bible tell me. 
All right, it's Hebrew chapter 2, verse 1, 2, 3. You read that, you'll see he sits on the throne. And here he says, this is what they said, uh, and the 420 elders which sat before God on their seats, fell upon their faces and they worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and are to come, because thou hast past tense taken to thee thy great power. He's not going to take it. He already took it. And has reigned. He already took his power back. And the nations were angry, and, the, and watch what he says. And thy wrath is come. Not going to come. His wrath is come. Because what well, his wrath is come. And the time of the dead already happened, that they should be judged, and that thou should, shouldest give reward to your servants, the prophets, and to the saints. Who are his servants? I'm going to read it again because you remember that you missed that. He's going to give reward to his servants, the prophets, and thy saints. He told you who his servants were. That's very important because the book of Revelation wore to his servants with an S on it, the first verse. All right. And to your servants and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and then thou should destroy them. Watch this that destroy the earth. So those people that came to destroy Israel, God destroyed them also. And that was Rome. All right. All right. The Romans army. All right. Now let's go into chapter 12 because I'm not going to do all of this. I just want to introduce it to you. In Revelation chapter 12, you're going to see the woman. It's like the whole story of Moses, the whole story of Jesus at his birth. Going to show you what happened to Israel. All right. All right. They give me some more things on, you see them things? They look too pretty. To look too pretty. Huh? It looks good, but it looks too pretty. All right. Thank you so very much, though. All right. In verse 12, keep showing those to me. And verse 12 said, And there happened a, a great one in heaven, a woman, watch this, clothed with the sun and the moon on her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. Now, we know the stars are the seven angels of the seven churches. And she being with child cried and traversed in pain in pain in birth, pain to be delivered. That's what the tribulation does. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon. Now I already showed you that was Egypt. We show, I mean uh, Pharaoh, we showed you the great red, red dragon is Pharaoh, and I gave you the scripture, Ezekiel 31 and 8. I'm not going back to that stuff. And you read that in the next chapter, it'll tell you Ezekiel. Uh, the king of Egypt is the serpent. All right. I can't do all your reading for you. All right. Now, in the verse 4 says, And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood above the woman, which was ready to be delivered to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, you can read Daniel chapter 8, verse 9 through 14. I'm not going to be able to go through this for you. And she brought forth a man-child. Now, we know that happened with Moses. We happened with Christ. Who was to rule all nations? Well, it rod of iron. Her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there. A thousand, that's what I'm talking about. When I say A.D. 66, it had to happen for us. The Lord, uh, when Israel went into the wilderness, to hide until God come. He didn't come to three and a half years, but he already told him, when you see the abomination of desolation, sit it, watch this, sit it in the holy place. Now, common sense will tell you, if the abomination of desolation 
is seated in the holy place, then that church temple had to still be there. When the abomination of desolation happened. All right. So when you read the Bible, that's how you have to think. When you see the abomination of desolation, sitting in the holy place, he who read it, let him understand. Let him not come down. Run to, that's what they did here. They hid for three and a half years when the Lord came. All right. The woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand, that's 1260 days or three and a half years. See, that's what happened until the Lord came and tore down Jerusalem. So when the Lord came, they could not be there because he coming with all his angels. He's destroying the whole temple of Jerusalem and everybody in it. That's why he told them to flee to the mountain. And verse 7, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angel fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angel, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. The dragon, the great dragon, was cast out the old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angel, not, not the planet earth, Israel, the promised land, that's the earth. All right, cast out into the earth. And I want to say something else. When you go back and look at this, uh, the flood that happened in the days of Noah, it was not in Pontiac. There was no flood in the United States. Okay. That was in the promised land. All right. The flood covered the whole promised land of God. Okay. All right. The great, great red dragon cast out the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. That was, that was the promised land, Israel. And his angel was cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Now in heaven is Jerusalem, so you know it's got to be in the same place. Now has come salvation. Remember always salvation. And after this going to be more judgment. Strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers cast down was accused them before our God day and night. How could he accuse them? Because they still had the law. You can't, you can't, nobody can be accused without the law. Moses is called the accuser of the brethren. Moses called the law. Somebody can find that for me. All right. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. There it is again, the word of their testimony. Well, what is the word of their testimony? Jesus Christ is the son of God. That's not your testimony. That's their testimony. All right. Now, let's go uh, in verse 15. Let me show you one. We drop down to verse 15. We're in Revelation 12, 15. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman. Same thing happened with Noah. He might cause her to be carried away of the flood. Now, let's show you what that meant. Isaiah 59, 19. Let's show you what that meant. Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 19. Isaiah was given this by God and told the people what to do when, when that happened. Isaiah 59, 19. He told the children of Israel what to do when that happened. Isaiah 59 and verse 19. Are you there? So shall they fear, Isaiah 59, 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. Here it is. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. So he already told him uh, that nothing's going to happen because the, the Lord will be there to defend you. So here, and I, and hold it right there. I'm coming right back. 
Revelation chapter 12, verse 15 says, And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that she might be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth, earth opened her mouth, and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was angry with the woman now, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which kept the commandment of God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. They, the commandment of God, they still had the law. So it could not be in your future. Because mm. there's no law in your future. All right, all right. See, that's how you got to think. Now let's go back to Isaiah 59, 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the east and, and the glory of the Lord from the riding of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, which I just showed you, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a stand against it because that's when the Lord came. And the redeemer, here it is, shall come to Zion, not Pontiac. See, if you just hear what the word of God says, the redeemer shall come to Zion, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is Zion. And unto them that turn from transgression or to them that repented. And Jacob said the Lord, as for me, this is my covenant with them, said the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee and my word which I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of your mouth of your seed, out of your mouth of your seed, see, said the Lord, from henceforth and forever, amen. Now, in Isaiah 59, there's another verse, uh, Isaiah 54, 19. Back up, I'm going to show you that while you're there. I want you to mark these in your Bible. Isaiah chapter 54, and verse 17. Now that verse should go with Isaiah 59, 19. So I'm going to put Isaiah 59, 19 and 20. And my other verse I just left, Isaiah 59, 19 and 20, I need to put Isaiah 54, 17. Isaiah. Are you there? Isaiah 54, 17. Here we go. No weapon. Now these are things you need to put in your Bible because of who you are. Who are you? You're the body of Christ. If you're the body of Christ, who are you? You're the righteousness of God. So you got to understand who you are. I gave you this scripture before and I told you 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and I gave you uh, and wrote, read to you verse 21. Now, I want, to, I want to finish this verse, and I want to go back to 2 Corinthians 5, 21. I say this to you. The whole, re, whole problem with, with people is they don't know who they are. There's a good friend of mine, and he may be in this service. He came to serve me one day, and we got together in fellowship and all that kind of stuff, and he said this to me. He might be watching this program. He said, I am so unworthy. And that's how believers talk. Who told you that? If Christ is in you, how can you be unworthy? See, that's why the church still don't get it yet. Woe me, oh, I'm so unworthy. That's what the grace for. See, you know why you can't say nothing? Because you, you don't know what God did for you. Isaiah 54, 17. 
Then I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Are you ready? Watch this. No weapon. How many know what weapon is no weapon? That's spiritual, seen or unseen, right? It doesn't make any difference. Why? Because you are the righteousness of God. Watch what they tell you. No weapon that formed against me can prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you condemning it. Not God, because of who you are. But I got to get you to accept who you are. Said no righteousness, I mean, I'm sorry. No weapon weapon. formed against me shall prosper. How many know when he said formed against you, only the tongue can form. You didn't get it. Only the tongue can curse. Only the tongue can bless. So no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Then watch what he's going to say. Every tongue that rise against you in judgment. I don't care who it's from. You, because of who you are, you condemns that. You the one stop that. Why? Because you have on the breath. What? What did, what did Paul tell you you got on? Putting on the breastplate of what? Righteousness that you may be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked. So the wicked can't get to you. Not because of nothing. Because you have on the breastplate of righteousness. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you condemn it. This is your inheritance. Look on the screen. This is the inheritance. This is your inheritance because our righteousness belongs to him. You got to know. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.21. See, if you start speaking the word, that's, what, that's what's going to keep you. You have to know all the dots of the fiery dots of the wicked is trying to get to you. But guess what? You know, you read, I don't want to go to Psalm, the Psalm, Psalms right now because Psalm 91 says, they shall not come near my dwelling. <laughs> See, you got, you got angels that's galore. They are galore. Not just glow, but they are galore. That's how many angels you got. One person. They have to be with you every day of your life. Because you are God's righteousness. See, you don't, you got to see the sons of God. Wait a minute. Who is Christ? Look at, look at 1 Corinthians 1.30. Look at 1 Corinthians 1.30. And then we're going to go to, um, I always mess with Minister Yancey uh, in her favorite verse. You got to know this one, sir. You can't let yourself down on this. You got to know this. You can't, you can't let me down on this. Philemon, I'm going to help you out. All right. What, get my verse where I need to be there. One six, he got that. All right. Now, where I told you to go to right now? First Corinthians one thirty. Let's read on the screen. Here we go. But of him are you. 
but of him are you. But of him are you in Christ. So whoever he is, that's who I am in Christ. See, you got to get serious. That, that wasn't good then. Uh -huh. But of him are you in Christ, who of God is made unto us. He is our what? So are you. You God's wisdom. You the body of Christ. See, see what you're looking at when you say the body of Christ is just where he lived at. No, you really the actual body of Christ. Let me put it this way. For real. See, if Jesus Christ walk in here right now, you know she said, oh, that's the body of Christ. You too. What made him the body? Because Christ was in him. Christ was in Jesus. That's what 2 Corinthians 5, 19 says. God was in Christ. What makes you the body of Christ? Because God is in you. See, you, 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 you see what you don't see. And, but you got to come to a place to realize who you are. That's why the Bible said no weapon formed against you. Share prosper. He's talking about you, your soul. You are in Christ. I asked you that earlier. And you told me, you said, I'm in Christ. And if you're in Christ, no weapon formed against you can prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you condemn it. You are the righteousness of God. It can't get through the breastplate. Listen, the only way, the only way anything can get to you, it must get through Christ first. And that is impossible. Now you know how Jesus could to be in ministry for three and a half years and nobody can do nothing to him because he is in Christ and Christ is in him. But you got to see that yourself. All right, I gave you 1 Corinthians one thirty, and let's finish that. Let's finish that. He has made on us wisdom. 1 Corinthians one thirty. But of him are you. I like that. But of him are you in Christ, who of God is made on us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. Four things. What else? That according as written, let he that glory, let him glory in the Lord. Okay, that's why we have the glory in the Lord. All right, I gave you another verse, another thing. Philemon, verse 6. Philemon. To get Philemon, you got to pass by. There we are. That the communication of your faith, come on, read. That the communication of your faith may be what? Effectual by the acknowledging. How's your faith going to grow? By the acknowledging of every, every good thing that's in Christ is in me. See, I'm showing you why your faith don't grow. Because you see him, or you see him, but you don't see yourself in him. And the Bible said, as he is, so are we in this world. See, you're the body of Christ, but you don't, you, don't take it, you don't take it seriously. Jesus 
died, buried, and raised again from the dead so the Father can have a billion, trillion Jesus. So the Father can be everywhere in the earth, on the earth, well, in his people. When Christ come, he was only here in one man. But if a corn of wheat died, if a corn of wheat falls to the ground and died, if it don't, it'll abide alone. But if it die, it's going to bring forth much fruit. So that's why Jesus can look into the earth right now and see himself. See himself in his body, in the whole earth. And that's what you got to be able to do. All right, here we go. That it communicates your faith. That it communicates your faith may be effectual. How? By the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you is in Christ. That's what you got to do. You got to start seeing that everything is in him is in me. He's in me and I'm in him. Okay, I can't sell it. I can't sell it. You're just going to have to want this. The word of God, not for sale. You just got to want this. All right, I got one verse I got to do, and that's Revelation 16. Going to have to be quick, though. Oh, shoot. Man, I got to stop saying it. My wife said, you don't say it no more, man. Uh, I'm not going to. You, you just got to read it. Revelation 16. I want to get it with so much, Father. All right. We do 8 through 10. I'm done. I can't read it all. Revelation chapter number 16, verse 8. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. Somebody said, she's still not going to repent. See, I'm showing you what happened to Israel. She still wouldn't repent. I don't care what God did for it. You got people like that. I don't care what God do for them. Don't you see you don't have nothing left? And you still got on this big old puff? And the fourth angel poured out the vial upon the sun, and power was given to him to scorch men with fire, and men were scorched. They were burned with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God which has power over the plagues, and they repented not to give him the glory. They still won't give God the glory. I've seen people lose everything they got. They still won't give God the praise. When I saw this here, I'm looking at what did it take to break that woman? And when you look at, the, when you look at this here, wait a minute, the next verse says in verse 10, and the fifth angel poured out his vial up on the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongue for pain. But verse 14 says, And they blasphemed God of heaven because of their pain, and their souls all of their body, and they repented not of their deeds. Still wouldn't change their lives. And what would it take, man? When you look at chapter 17, it's, 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 it's verse 14. There's one verse. No, that's not, I'm not going to even mess with that. It's too much. I'm not going to do it. Stand up on your feet. I want you to understand that no weapon formed against you can prosper. Every tongue rises against you in judgment. You condemn it. Because you are the righteousness. That's 2 Corinthians. That's what we're going to close out. 2 Corinthians, 
2 Corinthians 5.21 on the screen. That's our closeout work. We're done with that one. 2 Corinthians 5.21. You got to know who you are. Old Testament say no weapon formed against you shall prosper and because you are the God's righteousness. That his righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. That's Old Testament. But in New Covenant, it's already happened. You are God's righteousness. Sons of God, another word for sons of God is God's righteousness. To say you are God's sons means you are his righteousness. Just like Jesus Christ is the son of God. Jesus Christ is God's righteousness. All right, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. We're going to all read this together on the screen. Let's read it all together. We're done. For he has made him to be sin for us. Now you just think about it. He already made him to be sin for us. But we don't want to be the made the righteousness of God in him. We still want to be the, what word I used earlier? Ain't worthy. We just ain't worthy. I guess it's just, it grieves my spirit when you hear somebody say that. Who told you that? How can you be a son of the living God and not worthy? That's what grace did in your life. Grace make you worthy. So you got folks, the folks use them scripture like that, they are old sinner. Well, we are all old sinners saved by grace. No. No, you can't be an old sinner after the cross. You, nobody old sinner after the cross. That's why Jesus came to get rid of the old sinners. Amen. Now he got to get rid of the mentality. Here we go. One verse. One verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, for he has made him to be sin for us. When did he do that on the cross? Who knew no sin that we might be made. The, this man died on the cross to make you the righteousness of God. Come on, thank God for that. Come on, say we are God's righteousness. Man, you got to understand who you are in Christ. When that happens, you're able to deal with your situation. Please, Please turn it down. Got a lot of power, a lot of power. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is how you say it. 1 Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren. I declare unto you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and where you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scripture to fulfill the scripture and he was buried in my grave to fulfill the scripture and that he rose again the third day to fulfill the scripture now clap your hands and thank God for your salvation 
Thank you, Father, for your death, your burial, and your resurrection. My time is up. I thank you for yours, and the door of faith is open unto you.